Street Epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about Street Epistemology at streetepistemology.com. so cool it's so cool to be here yeah and to see you in person like yeah, i was yeah. saying before it's this whole trip this whole tour has been so rewarding in so many different ways um it, what i like the the most about it though is that i get to actually meet people in person that i only know online yeah and, and there's such a, a different level of connection oh yeah um yeah, it's so so surreal, and you're one of my, I don't know, the all-time greats. Oh. So <laughs> I, I'm just honored to be here in front of the rooster. I feel that way about you, you know. honestly, really. <laughs> uh, your channel's awesome, and uh, you're awesome. And I think, um, as I mentioned to you before, the whole claimless SE is just uh, brilliant, and. It just takes all the defensiveness away from the from the IL. It just he just we're just talking about just how you know stuff. Yeah. And I just I uh, it was it's a really is inventive and it works. So I think it's really cool and I hope more people adopt that kind of thing. And I've even tried it on some of my my stuff too now. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I I can't um, claim to be the pioneer of claimless SE. Uh, because I think the SE survey is a great example of claimless SE. Now, yeah, are you yeah. talking about are are you talking about hidden claim SE? Hidden claim. That's what I mean. Okay, I'm sorry. Hidden claim SE, where uh, the person yes, that's what I mean to say. Where the person uh, they obviously know the claim, and you basically instruct them. Uh, you have a good handle on it, but I, it's okay if I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, there, there's, there's hidden claim, and there, and there's, there's also claimless. claimless. Yeah, but I guess, and that's cool too. But I think the hidden claim was, I think that is a was a is a brilliant development because it just takes the defensiveness away, and people are uh, feel free to talk about just yeah. their claim to themselves. Yeah, there's so many benefits to it. Um, it lets somebody explore their reasoning without. Um, exposing what the conclusion is. Yeah. Uh, if it's some, if it's like a sensitive topic that they don't necessarily want other people to know how they, where they stand on it, they can still explore it with me asking the same types of questions. Yeah. Uh, and 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 get to a better place on how to maybe recalibrate their confidence in it. Yeah. Without without anybody knowing how they really, where they stand on it, and that's, I think, um, really beneficial. Also, um, how can I have an agenda, or um, try to get somebody to change their mind if I don't know right. what the claim is to begin with? Right, your agenda then by default becomes let's help you get you know to adjust your confidence up or down on this claim that you have right and you know between you and you right yeah right and yeah. there so in hidden claim there actually is a claim 
There is yeah. a claim. I usually have them write it down. Yeah, and that's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I have them write it down so yeah. that they they don't have the temptation to change it. Oh, is that happening? mid-conversation okay, mid yeah. yeah i can see that happening um yeah. i mean yeah obviously we want them to update their conclusions if they feel like it's warranted but for the purposes of the experiment right. i have them write it down so that's interesting so that's that they idea. yeah so that they can't you know yeah. cheat so to speak and, Ooh, and change right. it based on but i can you know, see going a through the bias of someone like uh getting feeling that they're trapping themselves and or something like that like okay well maybe i just adjusted the claim right i got myself out of this uh right this logical conundrum i find myself in or, yeah right yeah another benefit is you can do it with a group of people yeah and so everybody is exploring the quality of their reasoning on their own claim simulta simultaneously right on their own with me just asking the same types of questions and it and it helps me stay focused on questions about epistemology rather than going down rabbit holes about the what part of the claim. Yeah, so Nathan, uh, yeah, he has a story from Nathan Abstract Activist, how he has uh, done like that in a group in a hot tub. The hot tub. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, you could do it anywhere. That's I would funny. have loved to have been a, a fly in, the, in that hot tub. Right. Just to kind of watch it all happen. Yeah. It seems like that's, when I think of Nathan, that's, I could see where he'd be most at home. Uh-huh. In a hot tub. Right. And so that's hidden claim. <laughs> yeah. Claimless SE, there is no claim necessarily that we're exploring. We're really doing more of a meta exploration about their relationship with truth. Yeah, right. In and I didn't general. mean to conflate those, but yes. Uh, yeah, claimless SE. We're just talking about um, how do we know things, right. just generally speaking. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's a good way to get started. Um, and like I was saying, the SE survey is a brilliant example right. of claimless SE. You're not yeah. necessarily exploring a certain claim. You're just um, having that kind of meta conversation about truth and and their relationship uh, with with it. Yeah. Because you, I think that in order to have a productive conversation, especially yeah. in the realm of SE, that needs to be. We need to have an understanding of the other person's relationship with truth. Otherwise. There's no need to explore a claim because if, if say like a relativist, if, if, if I don't feel like you have a good grasp on, um, truth itself, then I don't think that there's any value in what you have to say about a claim. Right. Cause then, uh, sometimes the way I would explain it is that if you have a more of a relativistic uh, relationship to truth, then everything is true and everything is not true. Right. And so what are we really talking so who about? Cares? Who cares about yeah. your your confidence in a certain claim yeah. if anything's true and anything's not true? Right. And if you've seen my channel uh, or your channel, that it can develop into some really weird conversations when I look at it later where uh, the person I'm talking to, I'll ask them, like, so are you telling me that this belief you have, it can be true and not true at the same time? Right. And they'll say, yes. And I'm like, 
and my brain breaks yeah. when I hear that. Like, okay, how does that, <laughs> how does that work? And and maybe and maybe that's how it works. It's possible, yeah. but let's explore together yeah. if that is something that we can. Let's see if we can navigate that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 In a, in a productive way. Yeah. And you but you're absolutely right. Um, I think some of the mistakes I made doing SE early on is not realize how important that concept is of truth. I might not have, have a handle on it. You might not have a handle on it. And it's quite likely neither of us have a handle on what the truth is. Mm -hmm. But I like to think of it as that whatever that thing we do or don't have a handle on, we share it. Yeah. We're in a world that, that it's true or not true for both of us the same. Yeah. 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 We have that in common, I think, because um, I don't know. We're we're in the South yeah. now. We're in the yeah, South. We're in the South. And um, I was I did a lot of growing up in the South. Oh, oh yeah, in Texas. In Texas yeah. and in Alabama. One of the things that okay, yeah. And um, one thing that I respect about a lot of the people that we meet in the South is their grasp on objective reality. Something is true, regardless if you believe it or not. Yeah. Um. And, and mainly with theists, you know, they, uh, that's, that's one of the things I respect the most about theists is that they have this idea of something is true or not true, uh, regardless of what we think about it. And those claims are often easier to discuss because you don't have to go through the tic-tac test. Right. You don't have to, like, all right, we don't have to go through what that rela your relationship with truth is, and we can just start at the claim itself. Right. Yeah. And I find more with spiritual claims and those kinds of things, more holistic claims on or how well we talk about. Then oftentimes I'll have SE conversations and I we just can't get beyond that initial part of the conversation yeah. about your relationship, our relationship with what we think truth is. Right. Which there's a lot more um there's a lot more challenges with that in the Northwest where I live. Yeah, I could see that. There's a lot, yeah. there's a lot less people walking around with um, a good grasp on objective reality versus from what I can tell from my experience yeah, from, from people that. in the South. So right. um, in the Northwest, there's a lot more relativism. Um, and so th that's kind of where I kind of have this thing that I was telling about, talk, telling you about, where we have this thing in common. Where at first, I I had no idea that there was so many people walking right? around that yeah that that don't think we share the same planet. I know, right? It's it's unusual, and it's first I thought it was just maybe that people haven't thought about it, and now I'm helping people think about it for the first time. Is something you think about on a normal basis, walking around in your life. Um, but I'm not so sure about that. I think oftentimes, you know, we underestimate our cognitive biases and things we want to be true, and we want something to be true, and then we kind of fit the whole our whole world around that, so it is true. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But yeah, kind of. Going from the conclusion, yeah, and then and then right. finding the things that fit it. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, I have I found my conclusion that I 
that I like and it fits with my world and it helps me and it may be very helpful so we don't want to we don't discount that it helps them you know that I believe that astrology is something that really helps me and it's true in the world for me and whatever and I'm going to start off there and I'm going to then work backwards and just right. you know have the world fit to that belief right yeah. right instead right. of starting with an open mind and just letting your conclusions uh have have confidence in the conclusion based on the evidence and other good reasoning yeah that supports it right and i and i i do have true empathy for people who have developed their beliefs that way because as we know there's many reasons to, to there's many reasons to have a belief one reason is that it seems to be objectively true there are many other reasons to hold a belief one is it helps me get up in the morning whether I am in touch with that or not, it helps me with my group of people that I live with and my and I fit in with my neighbors and I, I mean, who knows? And there's a lot of reasons why, and it seems like from an evolutionary standpoint, it makes sense that yeah. the belief is more important because of its ability to get along with your group mm-hmm. as opposed to if it's objectively real. Yeah, which is yeah. huge, which is huge in, in our species yeah. specifically because if we don't belong to a group, that that was a death sentence you know that right. a couple thousand years ago right and we haven't really let go of that yet yeah exactly for, for better or for worse yeah and whether the <laughs> i could see you know thousands of years ago whether the sun revolved around the earth or the earth revolved around the sun it probably wasn't too relevant about yeah. <laughs> those like hardcore scientific truths yes yeah. i need to survive yeah. right i need to survive and i need a group to help me survive. Right. I back to relativism though, I think that f- from the people that I've talked to, it comes from a space of compassion. Like I don't want to hurt someone's feelings by telling them that they're mistaken. Yeah. Or by challenging them uh about something that they think is true to them and so there's there's kind of this it's challenging sometimes because it it doesn't come from a bad place Uh, me letting you have your own beliefs that you think are true is is completely compassionate and i and i admire that i just think that it's dangerous sometimes when like one of the um recent questions that I've or the line of questioning that I've come up with lately um, that really probe the limits about this is you know if if I say you know those those work boots you know those are pretty nice and I'm here in my sandals here and I could really I'm thinking to myself I could really use some boots like that and it's it's my truth but those actually belong to me yeah. and not, and not you. Gotcha. And and some people will say, well, I would, I'll give them to you. You can have them. Yeah. They're not important to me. Right. And so the next question I ask is, it's my truth that you shouldn't have human rights. Would you give those up too? Nice. And so that's when it really matters. There's the concept of, if I may draw on that what you're saying more is that personal truths seem to be perfectly fine if you live by yourself in a cabin somewhere sure 
but we live happens so happens we live with other people yeah and if we have these personal truths that seem to run against other people's personal truth how do we go about sorting that out yeah where does it end where, yeah. where do you draw the line where it does matter if somebody's mistaken right because with relativism it just seems like nobody can be mistaken about anything yeah that's true um that's interesting yeah and then what's the point of having beliefs i mean it's just it's hard to even for me to I try to conceptualize what a world looks like in a relativistically truth world and how that would appear yeah it's hard for me to it could be a limit of my understanding of how that was but yeah yeah right <laughs> cool man uh yeah so um one thing i'd like to ask you because i i you know i i uh, see i'm very passionate about it and this is a real a question i really want to ask you if you're following been following the sc community as probably many of you have if you're watching this video is that sc it's a weird time for sc mm. that um you know sc the way i see it, sc could be used for any claim and things like that and now um sc sometimes is being used more of, as agenda driven mm. and when i think of sc i think of I'd like to think of it as more of a pure dialectic. The belief is sort of irrelevant or, you know, anybody can use it. You can have, a, you can be a theist and use it for someone who's an atheist and vice versa. It shouldn't matter. Mm -hmm. And now we're in a time where people are using it to, they have a conclusion in mind, which may or may not be true. I'm not speaking about the truth value of it, but to use it as as a way to purport one specific agenda or maybe a small brand of agenda uh, or narrow agenda. What, first of all, what do you think about that? And I really want to know what you think. Well, I think this is one of the reasons why I'm on this tour. Yeah is to so there's a the story that i share back when i used to work in the automotive industry i worked at several car dealerships and uh you know, like doing various jobs and one of my favorite parts about working at a particular dealership was there was this uh family um, who felt like they they got I guess ripped off by the dealership yeah um, something happened I don't even know what happened but um, they, they feel like they were wronged <clears throat> big surprise you know car dealership but um it, it kind of fits the stereotype but um, the the point of the story is that they ended up making these signs and there was like five or six people and they were make they made these signs um and they were walking back and forth on the corner where the dealership was and had signs saying like don't shop here 
um, they're bad people, a bad business, that kind of thing, um, which, you know, they can do whatever they want. Um, and so the owner had a brilliant idea and he, he got everyone that was available, uh, employees, people that were involved with the dealership to make their own signs and, and, uh, join this small group of people yeah. basically protesting against the dealership with signs that say how much they love the dealership and how great the dealership was a, a great um, part of the community and how they contributed. And uh, so it basically drowned out the small group of, of people with the negative signs with all of these positive signs about how great the dealership was. Needless to say, um, the small group ended up leaving because it they it made it look like they were part of the right. uh, of the positivity part of of the protest, right. and so um, I think that's an important story in that I think the best way to combat bad se from my standards bad se is to make more examples of good SE. Right. And so I'm traveling around the country in this nationwide tour, getting people out that maybe would not have gone out and done SE um, if it weren't for the tour. And I think that's just incredible. People that, that don't have the gear. I think it's just wonderful. Or or don't have the confidence yeah. to get out there and do it. You're a good man to do this. And 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 it's providing yeah. more examples, more channels. As we speak, people are making YouTube channels and putting content that we created together yeah. on their channels and and spreading what I think is good SE. Right. Um it may be bad SE to start off with because not everyone's so good at it to begin with. And that's part of that's yeah, all part of it. Yeah, that's all part of it. It's yeah. it's one thing to be bad at it and new. Because I was bad at it when I first started. Then to be bad at it, knowing what it is. Yeah. And knowing how to do it well and not. Yeah. Um, I think that bringing your own agenda, bringing your own claims, bringing your own definitions is and, and not focusing on building rapport yeah i think that's bad se and i i think that there are so many opportunities out there for people to provide examples of good se and that's kind of that's kind of why i'm doing this i'm there was this talk about building an army of practitioners well let's Let's do that. Yeah, and the way I see it, tell me what you think, is we'd be more effective if people just had the tools and not, um, yeah, you could use it to purport a certain agenda. I could see that, but for the greater, for a greater good, if we can just teach these school these tools where people can use them on each other effectively and use them on themselves 
And then, you know, I think we're helping people, I hope, think better. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if we're doing, if we're doing more of an agenda-driven SE, if that's happening. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's more effective when we're letting the person that we're exploring with bring their own conclusions. Yeah. Whether they're whether they're disclosing those conclusions or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course. Um, you know, we talked about uh, how the the conclusion isn't really the important part. It's the quality of the reasoning that supports it yeah. that should be the exploration. And so, um, yeah, I, I think having more, and it doesn't have to be with cameras and mics and, and all the stuff. It, it's, it's great to have these examples so that people can watch online so that they can take it home and use these tools in their everyday conversations with people, people at the store, people in the elevator, you know, people in their communities. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where it matters the most. And, and I think having more people that are putting out more content and spreading out can give more, more people better examples of, of good SE and that's that's why it matters that's that's the value yeah and i think if you truly are interested in having people change their minds i would think this would be the way to go as to i think people are probably more apt to it's a claim of mine uh more apt to experience long-term meaningful change if that change comes internally if that change Mm -hmm. something that they come to themselves that they realize themselves and I can help assist that with questions and I try to ask good questions but the important stuff happens internally inside yeah and it's it's not me it's it shouldn't be about me right it should be about you and you right yeah right yeah one of the so I have a whiteboard that I can change um, the sign depending on what works and, and change what doesn't um, and and the message that tends to work the best is YouTube interviews something meaningful to you mm-hmm. because I think that the more meaningful the topic is to that person, yeah. the more meaningful the conversation is going to be, mm-hmm. and the more meaningful their own conclusions that they are exploring have that they're going to hopefully apply to the other conclusions that they have that are meaningful to them if if i want to change somebody's mind about something i think you know sure you can use se for that but how much value is that to the person that you're exploring se with and also if you're attempting to change one belief that somebody has if you're thinking that it is a has poor reasons backing that belief up you could have just addressed that belief but you're not addressing the bigger problem right is that if you are thinking about beliefs in a way that you seem to form this bad 
ill-informed or for reasons of belief, there's a good chance that that's not the only one you have. Right. That you have a whole range of them. And I'm not, uh, I'm no different. I'm sure I have plenty of beliefs that are ill-informed and probably haven't thought about too much. Or I have thought about and they're ill, I mean, who knows. But uh, if we have a good job of t really having people look at how they form beliefs, then it's not about changing this one belief. It's just if it's just about changing how we form beliefs in general. And I think we would raise the sanity line of our world. Value. Yeah, and that's that's the beauty of hidden claim is, you know, you're teaching somebody to ask the questions that really get to the heart of what's supporting right. their conclusions. And they can take those same questions and apply them to whatever they want. What surprises people the most when they ask me about you know doing SC for as long as I have is um, I will often tell them, they'll say, oh, how, it must be wild to talk to people who have this belief or that belief or, you know, and it's, you know what? I don't even think about belief. I don't. I don't care. Like, like, someone will tell me the belief, and I'll file it away, and then I'll throw it away. You know. And yeah. once I kind of get a good sense of what this is about, and then I'm just I'm done with the belief. Yeah. And um, it just doesn't matter. Right. I just I'm I'm gone. I'm done from it. And and it just sometimes I have to remind myself what oh what's the belief they're talking about? oh that's what it is, because um, it's really that what you're talking about the right. actual belief. The yeah. the what matters a lot less. Than, I, than we think we it does. Right. It's it's the how, it's yeah. the why. Yeah. That's what matters. How, why, how. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's um, I do it. I think us in the SC community, where we're falling short, is and maybe it's I don't know why it is. It's we have a hard time explaining what it is we do, you know. <laughs> I think people watch my videos and I have you know friends and neighbors who know what I do and they'll say, "Oh, that's cool," and like uh, it seems opaque. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And like, it's it, and I try to explain and it doesn't. I don't do a good job with it landing. You know, mm. I don't have a good elevator pitch for SE. Mm. And I think I, I need a better one. So people really understand what it is I'm trying to do here, or yeah. trying. To do here. Yeah, I don't know if you feel that way. So, yeah, that that is a challenge um, that a lot of people have. I think it's worthwhile to just kind of sit with yourself and just make the most concise um, explanation of of what it is that we're doing, because people will read the sign. Yeah. But they'll still say, so what are you doing out here? Like, and there's information about it all over the place, but they still want to know. Yeah. And so the, the, the most recent explanation um, that I've come up with is that it's a civil way to explore the quality of one's reasoning. Like, like that's it. All right, let me um, let me be the other person. Sure. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? Well, because I think the conclusions that we make affect our behavior. 
and that's why it matters. For instance, uh, the conclusions that we make affect how we vote, and that affects the rest of us. That affects me and the people that I love, and that's why it's, that's why it's valuable to explore this stuff. Well, my beliefs are well-informed. I, so I'm not sure why I'm sitting here. Mm -hmm. Why am I sitting here? That would be a great thing to explore. How do you know that your beliefs are well-informed? Can we maybe pick one? And let's, let's pick one that you're the most confident in. And start there. Because if, if you have really good reasons to be confident in something, I want to know those reasons so that I can maybe adjust the way that I think too. So you're going to try to talk me out of my belief? Uh, obviously. <laughs> no, actually, I don't even need to know what the belief is. Yeah. We can pick one, and I don't even... You can keep it hidden from me. And I don't even need to know the conclusion. And I can still ask you the same types of questions yeah. that help us explore how you got there and what supports your confidence that this conclusion that you have is, uh, is you know, accurate. It, if, if you are interested in your map of reality matching reality as much as possible, then I think this could be valuable. Well, how are you so sure that you're right? Um, I mean, I could just see this as a passive-aggressive way to have me just to catch me in a corner. Yeah, to, I'm, to... I'm not sure I'm right. And that's another reason why I have these conversations, so that I can test my own thinking. Yeah. So, we can do this together. We can be on the same team. It's not a debate. It's not an argument. We can be on the same team working towards a common goal that help us explore the quality of reasoning in, in general. Just Dave. We can we can start there. I like it. That's nice. With the trip that, that you've done, what's the most challenging What's the most challenging aspect so far? I mean, I'm sure logistically, but I mean the SE part. The SE part? Yeah. Hmm. The most challenging SE-wise of this, I think the SE part and the people that I've had the pleasure to hook up with um, has been the most rewarding and the easiest part of the whole thing. My job is really easy. I just set stuff up, facilitate the, um, the space, and most of the people that I've had the pleasure to, to be with, they're doing all the hard work. They're the ones busking. They're the ones oh, wow, having the conversations. Yeah. Um, they're the ones that are 
that some of them have never done this before, uh, even online, but they're out there uh, with the courage to have these conversations in their own neighborhood. Yeah. I, I, I'm so, uh, impressed, uh, by the people, the, the new people that, um, that are going out there and doing this. I don't think that I would have been the same way. I, I had the pleasure You're of putting yourself out there when you do that, especially yeah. for the whole public to see first time out. It's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It takes some strength to do that. I remember my first time I was on a, a different road trip. Yeah. I found myself in a Joshua tree national park close to LA. And I knew that Reed, um, lived, in LA mm -hmm. and so I shot him a message saying hey I'm in the area I'd like to have a beer with you I I, I, I admire you, yeah. what you do yeah um I think this was in 2020 okay. fall of 2020 I want to say yeah. I could be wrong about that but um he was gracious enough to invite me to his place um and he said hey if you want to crash we can go do SC tomorrow at UCLA. Yeah. And I was, I was just stoked to kind of observe right. and, and see how he did it. Like hauling his gear around, you know, see how the sausage was actually made because we don't get to see that part in the videos. Right. All we see is the, the awesome conversations. And Reed has, you know, 10 times as good gear as exactly. anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, we went to UCLA the next day. And he had an interview, and he said, "All right, you're next. Um, you you get the That's next funny. interview." And so basically, just threw me in the deep end. Yeah. And what what a way to start! What what? A oh, way I was to... so nervous. That's the same way I had doing SE in front of Reed and Dolly. That was um, yeah. That's but funny. what a fantastic yeah. way to mm -hmm. to get started. So I had I think three interviews that day. Great conversations. I mean, I've been—I'd say that I've improved um, since then. Um, why? Why do you do SE? Because, like I mentioned before, I want to create a space um, for the members of my community to be able to explore how they arrive at conclusions because of the fact that it affects their behavior. In the, in the way that they vote, which affects me and the rest of us. And, and, and having that opportunity uh, with Reed to just do it, the next thing I know, I'm home, I got a camera, and I'm out doing SE in my neighborhood and putting up videos every, thir every Thursday since then. It, and it's just been rewarding yeah. and uh, been able to meet a lot of people. Right. Th this is completely out of my comfort zone. Oh, I, me I, too. I'm an, I'm an introvert. To, yeah. To have to set up a table. Yeah. Out in public. I, I don't really like hanging out with people. Yeah. I'd rather be in the woods by myself for weeks. Yeah. Like that's where, that's my comfort zone. It's, yeah. I and SE has given me an opportunity to, um, connect with people in my community even yeah. if that's all it is it's it's given me the courage and the confidence 
to have conversations because I I like connecting with my community, but I don't like to argue. And so this right. this allows me to do that. And right. and this trip, needless to say, I love road tripping to begin with, camping, just waking up in a different place every day, seeing the different architecture, listening to the different accents, looking at the different hairstyles. Yeah. Like it's it's awesome and the food so this kind of helps me do all of these things at the same time including se and helping other people get out there and and do it good all right let me ask you this question think about this for a second okay if you don't mind um how do you want to be how would you like to be remembered In general, or in the community, or it's for you to okay. Answer, yeah. So in general, like, like what do I want on my tombstone, kind of thing? Well, <laughs> maybe it's exposing my bias, but. Um, Well, maybe start off with, um, I, I, uh, you know, I get intrinsic satisfaction for, you know, we do this for no money. Mm -hmm. I, I, I get intrinsic satisfaction for like, you know, if I'm, when I'm gone, I've done something, mm. you know, I've just done something that can linger on and maybe that's pie in the sky and maybe you know 10 years from now no one was gonna no one ever watch my youtube videos and they'll just fade away like everything else um but i just i truly get intrinsic satisfaction that i like you know i'm on this planet for a short time and i get to do something you know that's meaningful mm -hmm. and it's a huge motivator i think for me and I've often described why I do SC is because in 2019, 2016, we were having issues in our country and I wanted mm -hmm. to do, do something to help the situation, make it better. But now I've been doing this longer and I've had more time to reflect and things like that. I just, you know, there is a selfish nature to it. And, I'm, and I admit that, that I want, I really get good feels and I feel like I'm doing something that matters. Mm -hmm. even though maybe it doesn't who knows but that's me mm -hmm. how about you yeah <laughs> i want to be remembered as someone who gave a shit yeah you know as someone who cared about his his community yeah and i can't remember who quoted this it might have been mother Teresa who said the problem is that we make our family circle too small mm. and when I say community it's not necessarily you know the town that I live in yeah 
because you know obviously a lot of se happens um online which is worldwide yeah and so that's a community and the the worldwide community i think we need a better way to talk to each other yeah don't we and i think se has the potential to do that more than any conversation style I've ever known. Yeah, I just understand why, and 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 that resonates with me. And I, and I just hopefully when I talk about it, it's not an all selfishness thing. It's it's a selfishness in this way that I'm that I'm doing something that is that can help others. You know, mm-hmm. and that is I get it's weird. It's a selfish good feeling. When I help others, I get a good feeling. And that's, mm-hmm. That could be seen as selfish. It's weird. Um, altruism, I think yeah, it is. Altru- it's like, like yeah. where you get good feelings from helping others. Yeah. So I like helping other people, but I, you know, I'm getting something. I'm getting something out of this, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't want it to seem like I'm just, you know, completely altruistic. I'm just like trying to help the world and like in the pie in the sky. I try to be very realistic about it. Mm-hmm. That I, um, I, I want. That's when I feel like I'm at my best when I'm helping other people, and that's when I feel best about myself. Part of why I got into psychology, why I became a psychologist, that I really, you know, there's no better high I get when I get to do that. And and, and when I practice psychology, I do it on one-on-one, but when I do this, I can do one on a thousand, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, and I just feel really good about it. I'm doing something that I'm get to do something good. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's important. I, I think that anything that we do and any policy that's made and any decision that's made worldwide requires good reasoning yeah it does and so it's it it just transcends everything else it does um i uh you know i try to be realistic sometimes i'm really positive about like I'm making a difference, and sometimes I um, think I'm not. Um, and all of them, because this is going out and all the noise. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's really hard to um, like when you see negative negativity negativity everywhere. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to kind of see the value in what you're doing compared to everything else that's going on. Um, but it's it's one of those things where you do what you can and you don't worry about the things that you can't change. Yeah. And at the end of the day, You know, there's this 
sense of, you know, this hope, meaning, and purpose that that I see in in doing this. And like you said, we don't get paid for this. Um, and that's that's a testament on how valuable this is. If if we don't have a way to calibrate our confidence in the in the decisions that we make, you know what else? What else is there? Yeah, yeah. I've been working on my uh, <laughs> impressions. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. I someone Nate, um, not Nathan, but Nate. What's his channel's name? Navigate with Nate. Navigate with Nate. Uh huh. He just popped. He popped out with. It. <laughs> he did some impression of like, you just did me. <laughs> like, <laughs> funny. I guess that's nice. When to Absolutely. What's the saying? Uh, imitation is the highest, yeah. highest form of uh, flattery. Yeah. Flattery. Yeah. 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 I think it's funny when people do it. because I'm. I realize after watching you know do my videos back, I do very similar manners uh -huh. and things like that. Uh, it's, and that's part of the reasons why it makes it so hard for me to watch myself. <laughs> I really sometimes I have to like make myself watch myself and I'm. When I'm editing my I'm editing my videos, I'm often sweating. <laughs> I'm just like, Ugh. It's like, like Mark, turn it off. <laughs> I'm just sweating. And uh, but yeah, well, just know that we, like everybody in the community, we all love you. We 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 are really like, I don't know. I I speak for everyone. I think when I say, you you are one of the pillars of why the rest of us are doing this and have, have given us such motivation and guidance um, and, and leadership, really. We're, we, I think that um, SE would be a, a lot different if, if you weren't around. That is so kind. I don't know if that's true, but it's really kind of you to say, um, you know, and I, uh, I haven't been doing as much SC recently, and I do have some conversations lined up in a week or so, um, and I'm trying to, you know, I try to think about in my mind why I haven't been doing less SC, and, you know, initially I think I told myself it's uh, busy, mm -hmm. we're all busy, so I don't think that's a really good reason because we're all busy, but um, I think, I'm going to be honest, I think um, this recent sort of cloud that's hung over it mm. makes me feel, and I'm telling you, like, I like to do it because I just feel good inside when I do it, mm -hmm. and I can help other people, and I get that great feeling, and I just, because of that cloud hanging over, I wasn't getting as good of a feeling, mm. you know, I'm like, I mean, are people, and I'm thinking in third person, like, are people thinking that I'm just doing this because I'm agenda-driven and mm -hmm. and I am trying to, you know, purport some view, and um, and I have my, I have beliefs about things for sure, but I think I just, 
that little bit of a notch going down of not feeling as good about doing it, and that's nobody's fault by my own, um, maybe that's why I'm just not doing as many of them. Well, you're not the only one that has this feeling. Yeah. Um, this tour has really opened my eyes of, about how impactful this cloud, as it were, is is having on the community and and what a perfect time to go on this tour and energize yeah and motivate even the people that are our pinnacles of this yeah. and so um that's why i'm excited about being here and doing this tour um getting people out there that do it well and that make a positive um productive version of of what this is and so when i hear people say that on the one hand i'm i'm like really discouraged but on the other hand that's why i'm here yes. i'm and and I'm super excited about going out tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. With you. About, with you, me, and Two Day, two day David. David. And we're going to do some SE, and I'm, I'm excited. I haven't been out in the field doing SE in a long time. I don't know how many months, but it's um, I'm excited to do it. Yeah. And I think when I do it again, it's going to make me feel better. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I get that. Like, even the people that have never done it, they're like, I really want to do this more. Yeah. And so that's that's the most rewarding part about all of this is getting more people out there that that have I think a better grasp on the value of doing this well. Yeah. And and giving a a better representation of, of what this is because my fear is going out and doing it, have great conversations, and then the people that I interview going home and looking up SE and yeah. finding representations, very popular representations of SE that I don't think represent it well. Yeah. As as far as what the rest of our community standards are, and so I'm I'm really glad that I'm doing this. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad and you're doing this too. I, I really am. I want to keep going. You're, you're I want to keep doing it. If I could pick one person to do this, I'd pick you. <laughs> really, I truly would do. I think um, I love your style of SE. I and, appreciate that. Uh, I think where I really was, you know, other than what I told you before. What I really appreciate about you, and also uh, similarly with Nathan from uh, Abstract um, Activist, is uh, you guys are really kind, and you have this disarming way about yourselves, and you can talk to anybody, and it's just um, it just comes across, and and you can just tell that you just your heart's in the right place, and it's just it's nice to see. Cool. Thanks so much, and thanks for. Having me here, I love your town. It's unsetting, so hopefully you're still getting a video. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, we'll we'll go out tonight, and I'll show you a good time. So it'll be nice. Awesome, and we'll do SE tomorrow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, man.
The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International. The views, guests, and topics expressed here, or not expressed here, do not necessarily represent those of the organization.